You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Podcast lovers, hello, hello, hello. How are you all? It's Thursday, I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now we've got a real treat today. Joining me on the show is a truly lovely woman. She's a 2017 GCLS Goldie winner and a 2017 Rainbow Book Awards winner. It's my true delight to have on the show, Angela Brooks. Hello. Round of applause. Stunning welcome, I love it. (laughs) <laughs> How are you? Okay, you can come again. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we just had a quick catch up. It feels like forever since I saw you last, actually, because you are now in in Germany. I For am. everyone listening, where are you? Yeah, well, geographically and the, your room, what can you see? <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room in my apartment in Frankfurt, which is towards the south of Germany. It's the business capital of Germany. Um, so it's a very... Uh, International city, um, not too big, 750,000 people, but big enough for me. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Lots of nice theatres, restaurants, opera house, you know, the usual. And how's the German? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the easiest language to learn, especially when you're starting it this late in life. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a tricky one. And my German friends tell me that they agree it's not an easy language to learn so I'm not insulting oh, anybody with that it's you're not going to give us any samples uh good tag <laughs> <laughs> I know that one <laughs> <laughs> no I'm I'm trying very hard I uh I actually went to visit my uh the parents of my partner recently with her for the weekend and my partner's father speaks no English and I speak very little German, but I decided to give it a go. And I managed to have three or four basic conversations with him, which, you know, was pretty good. I was quite proud of myself. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, what my girlfriend was very impressed. She was like, yay! <laughs> well, you can stay. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And you're just back off holiday, suitably relaxed? Yes, two weeks in France, taking in some of the World Cup football, women's football, which was really lovely. 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 How fantastic. Yeah. Now, thank you so much for coming on. We met, I think it's got to be over a year ago now. Just about a year, wasn't it? GCLS last year. Last year. Yes. In Vegas. Angela Brooks, the book pimp. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Totally selling loads of books to everybody. Absolutely fantastic. And you gave me that fantastic t-shirt afterwards, which was brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good. No, it's lovely to catch up then, and it's great to have you on the show. So let's get to talk about you, know a bit about you. How did you start writing? You know, what does it mean to you? And I suppose reverting back to the fact you're in, in Germany now, you've had a seize the day moment yourself as well in terms of life change yeah, and everything. So absolutely. Um, kick it off. Writing, I mean, I suppose technically I started writing when I was about 13 years old. Um, I was bullied really badly at school um, from the age of 13 to about 15. And writing stories at that time was like pure escapism. I could, you know, go home from school, shake off the day and just immerse myself in these teenage angsty stories. You know, you can just imagine what a 13 year old writes. And um, (laughs) but I loved it, you know, and um, I ended up plucking up courage to show uh, one of my English teachers and she thought they were excellent. um, And she really encouraged me to keep it going. But of course, 
you leave school at 16, you've got to get a job and life gets in the way and writing just got forgotten for a number of years. And then back in 2014, I think it was, I, um, I had a really nasty chest infection and I was off work for three and a half weeks. And wow. I couldn't do anything because I could barely breathe. Um, so I literally had to just sit still all day. And, you know, there's only so much daytime TV that you can watch <laughs> in your life, even never mind in a week. And oh. I just started pondering stuff. I was reading some lesbic and I was reading some good stuff and some bad stuff. And I sat there thinking, God, it never occurred to me to write lesbian fiction back when I was writing. Um, and I started thinking about what kind of stories I'd like to tell. And the next thing I knew, I'd started writing what became one of the chapters of the club, the uh, Goldie winning book that you mentioned in the intro. And then I finished, Love yeah, that book. I finished writing that. And then I thought, okay, so the person that, so the first story was Max. And then the person that she interacted with was called Lou. And I, about a day later, I sat there thinking, so what's Lou's story then? And the next thing I know, I'd written another story all about Lou. And it just, that was it. It just snowballed from there. Suddenly I was writing every day and all these story ideas just came out of nowhere. It was, it was quite like an epiphany almost. It was quite amazing how it happened. That's amazing. That really is. I, what I love about the, the club actually is how you do have all of the different stories yeah. and all the different characters and how they all interlink. It's a, it's a great story. It's really fabulous. Thank you. So it's a bit erotic. Oh yeah, it's a bit naughty. Well, no sex in there. <laughs> Yeah, and I just, I mean, you say, you ask, like, what does it mean to me? It's interesting. It's not, I often sit there thinking, could I live without writing? And there's a part of my brain that goes, oh, yeah, fine, I'd, I'd find something else to do. But then even a week without writing and I get antsy to get back to my characters and my stories and new ideas are popping into my head all the time. And I think, actually, it's a lie to say that I could live without writing. I don't think I could. You know, I, I think I want to keep writing for as long as I am able because I just get so much enjoyment out of it. I love being that creative and that imaginative. It just really gives me a buzz. Is it like a release valve then? Almost it's a way of, you know, some folk exercise and perhaps you do that too, but it's a way of just channeling thoughts and processing yeah. them and it comes out in a story almost. I think it is. And I, I don't know if this sounds like um, crazy. I hate to use that word because it's a little bit derogatory, but I'm... I've got so many characters in my head, you know, that they're just itching to come out. It, it, I'll get inspired to do a story off the silliest thing. And suddenly I've got, like I thought of one the other day, and it was, it was someone told me about um, looking after some chickens. Yeah, that they've got <laughs> chickens. Yeah, I know, right? And the next thing I know, I've got a character who's looking after chickens, and then she meets this woman who's going to do X, Y, Z, and suddenly I've got a whole new book in my head. And, and they're all like screaming to get out and I can't even write that's them quick fantastic. enough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So like I say, I just feel like I'm a person that's walking around with all these worlds and people in my head and like I need to get them out because, you know, they need to be told and they need to, everyone needs to meet them. And, and yeah, so I don't that's know. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And now how do you find the time to do it? Because obviously you have a different setup now. Yeah. How do you find time to write? So when I, I'm obviously, uh, in case it's not obvious to people, I'm currently not working. I've just moved to Germany. So I'm actually taking a little break. Um, hey, from, join the club. Yay. I love it. High five. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at the moment I'm treating it like a full-time job. So I'm getting up in the morning, I'm doing all my chores and then I'm sitting down as near to nine o'clock as I can 
and I'm writing all morning. And then... Do you get dressed? Yes, not necessarily in clothes that could be seen out in public, but yes, I do put clothes on. It's funny. I had this conversation with somebody the other day in terms of my mental state. I have to almost shower and get dressed in order to, I think, be more productive. Yeah. Because I think if I stay in my pyjamas, which you can do now and again, I don't get as much done. Yeah. No, I'm not like that. I do. I can happily sit around in my pyjamas all day and still be creative. I'm lucky like that. Yeah. That's brilliant. So yeah. And so I write all morning and then I go to the gym. And then I either write again in the afternoon or I do some German studies or do some social media stuff because I've obviously, I do a blog and I've got a Twitter account and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I try and do things around writing for a good four, five hours every day, which I know is not full-time work, but that's, I, I figure that's enough for me. I get too tired. Otherwise my brain just, I, I'm one of these people that can write really fast in very speedy bursts. I can knock out 3000 words in a couple of hours and be really happy with that. But by then I've, I've typed so fast and thought so fast that my brain is fried after that kind of yeah. session. So yeah. Five hours is a long time. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. And then, so how long does it take for you to write a book on average? I mean, compared to when you were working versus being able to do it yeah, full I mean, time now. When I was working, I was only writing, obviously, in the evenings or at weekends. And to be honest, with the kind of job I was doing, um, I wasn't getting home at a decent time in the evenings to do much writing Monday to Friday. So I would do most of my writing at the weekends in huge sessions of six or seven hours both days. Um, so it is quite lovely having the luxury now of being able to like regulate it during the day you know yeah. do it in much smaller chunks but do it every day that's so when I was writing full time when I was working full time I would probably take five or six months to write a book um but now I'm very close to finishing uh, I think it's book number eight and that's only taken me two and a half months because I'm writing wow full time okay. yeah because I'm you know I'm you think most books are around let's say 80,000 words, 75,000 words. I'm writing 15 to 20,000 words a week at the moment. So it's not taking that long, which is a lovely luxury position to be in. And I'm making the most of it. I mean, I'm churning out. I've finished one book, written, nearly written another one and started a third one in the six months that I've been living in Germany. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But I decided I'd, I'd make the most of this time because I do plan on going yeah. back into full-time work. Um, so I decided that the trade-off for having a little break after moving to Germany was that I didn't waste the time and that I actually use it for writing. Brilliant. And you'll stagger those release dates then, I assume? Absolutely. Well, although everyone would love it if you gave them three books in <laughs> well, one I've go. Got... You can imagine. <laughs> okay, I've got... F- from, if you think about the one that's already written and is coming out in August... Um, the long shot I've got four books coming out in the next 18 months wow yeah and just <laughs> people will be sick I'm... of me <laughs> just be like oh my god it's another Brooks jeez <laughs> that's brilliant and so you say you've got eight already mm. that's amazing that's what I didn't realize it was as many as eight so six are published seven seven is out in August um eight is written nine is the one I'm working through and I've got ten started as well so by the end of next year I'll have 10 books published which is staggering 
That's absolutely incredible. Well done, you. Yeah, I never, I never would have imagined that when I first got my yeah. my first ever Ilva contract for the club back in 2015. If you'd have told me four years later I'd be sitting here talking about book number ten, I'd have just laughed at you because there's just no way. I that's thought, phenomenal. Yeah, it's I feel really privileged and very blessed. So, well, you're very good at what you do. Oh, thanks. Well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. So now, is Angela a pen name? Or is it actually your real name? So Angela Brooks is my real name. Real name, But yeah. I write as A.L. Brooks. A.L. Brooks. Yeah, because I don't like the name Angela and never have. Oh! <laughs> but by the time I realised in my 20s that you could do something about that, like change it by deed poll, you know, and yeah. have a new name. Of course, I was so used to being called Angela by people that the idea of actually of having a new name just didn't work in my head. So yeah. I've stuck with it. Angela's a lovely name. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same conversation with Wendy Hudson as she said the similar thing. Did she? Well, yeah. you know, it's my name. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm not so sure, but yeah. it works. Yeah. No, I've just <laughs> never liked it. I mean, you know, I don't think my mum's going to listen to this, so I don't think she'll be offended. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I made the decision early on that I would not want to see the name Angela on the front of the book. So okay. I kept it as A.L. Brooks, um, which apparently is its own pitfall because I've had quite a few people over the years say that they always assumed that people who wrote with initials were doing it to hide their identity and in particular to hide their gender. Really? I know. And I'm like, no, I just don't like my first name. <laughs> there's, there's no conspiracy theory here, sorry. <laughs> like... Oh, wow, I had no idea. Uh, I w- yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. No, no, I would never think that, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, right, I've got some uh, some fun questions, so I'm going to give you, well, kind of quick fire. Some of them you're going to have to think on. Are you ready? Yeah. Last book you read? Um, last book I read was The Music and the Mirror by Lola Keeley. That is a great book. Oh, my that. God, I couldn't put Honestly, it down. Honestly, fabulous. So good. Yeah. Yep. So good. She writes so well, and the yep. story is fantastic. Yep. Great Ice Queen. Yeah intense yeah it's interesting I don't normally like ice queens but I really liked Victoria in that one I really warmed to her very quickly so yeah that's a great book yep. good choice yes. nice read okay I actually just finished um Emily Noyes's second book of the ask, ask me again Tell, ask me again oh, <gasps> I read that a couple of weeks ago it's so good isn't it oh my, it broke my heart yeah I absolutely know. broke my yeah. heart I cried practically really for the last quarter of the book quite painful but in a really like a good Good, in yeah. a good way yeah yeah I mean you can really identify with both of their struggles I absolutely yeah. loved it yeah. loved it yeah okay who is your biggest inspiration uh in writing or in general oh, oh I got two options <laughs> go, let's go let's go general who's my biggest inspiration um I wouldn't say because what he did like really affected me personally but I just think his story is incredible and what an impact he had on the world. Nelson Mandela. Mm, good answer. Great answer. That is a phenomenal story. Mm. Did you read the book? Yeah. yeah. I've got it here. I haven't actually gone into it yet. I should read it. Yeah, no, it's well worth the read. Good guy. No, you're quite right, actually. And inspirational in terms of, and so many quotes in the world as well from things yeah. you said that are so relevant. Yep. Yep. So relevant day to day still. Absolutely. Okay, this is a fun one. How many pillows do you sleep with? One. Oh, me too. And it's it's quite a thin one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I don't like anything too poofy. That's just not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, I get neck ache. Yeah. I could almost probably sleep flat. Yeah, I nearly could, but yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Love it. Cool. Okay. Oh, <laughs> these are great questions. questions. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Which of your books is your favourite? Is that like asking you to choose a favourite child? Do you know, if you'd have asked me that three months ago, it would have been because I was equally proud of my first five books. Um, okay. But my latest book, Write Your Own Script, has a real soft place in my heart because I just had such fun writing that book and I absolutely for the first time fell in love with both my characters Tamsin and Maggie um yeah which hadn't happened to me before but I was just there were so many moments where I was just sitting there going oh my god this is so lovely and I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) but I'm the one writing it am I allowed to think that that's like (laughs) but yeah I really I really really loved that one and I'm very proud of that one it is my favorite at the moment of course that will change probably next year but you know, Maybe. Yeah. Well, as we're on the book, can you give us a quick synopsis? What's it all about? It's it a, was released only in April, wasn't it? That's so right. It's yeah, new, it's new. very new. Um, it's a celebrity romance. It's about an actress who's in her early 50s, Tamsin Harris, who is really successful, but very, very closeted. The, nobody in the world knows that she's a lesbian. Um, and she has a bit of a bust up on set one day with her director, who's a bit of an... Yes, that word. And... <laughs> She is asked to leave the set for a couple of weeks and take some time to chill out. So she goes on retreat to a remote cottage in Norfolk in England. And there's another cottage on the estate. And in there is a novelist called Maggie Cooper, who is on burnout. She's lost uh, writing. She writes in two different genres under two different pen names. And it's all got too much. So she's also on a self-imposed retreat to see if she can get her writing mojo back. And she has been a massive fan of Tamsin Harris ever since she was a teenager. Um, She's in the same age bracket. She's in her late 40s. And, of course, they meet. Nice. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And there's a cute dog in it called Gizmo. (laughs) Yeah. I have to mention Gizmo because he's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to read that. sounds really fantastic. Now, two things on what you just said. Uh, Was that the book clips you recently did? Yes. Yes. yes, I've got to recommend everybody listens to your little snippet because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, certainly how you read it as well. Really fabulous. So yeah. that's Sheena's, I think, isn't yes, it? Yes, Lesbian the Talk Show. Is, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Lovely. So definitely get a, have a listen to the book uh, and go buy it. And the late 40s, so the characters are late 40s. Yeah. Yeah. What was the choice there or well, where did you go that way? It's my age bracket, for starters. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> You don't look a day over 21. Well, well, thank you. (laughs) I like this show. I'm going to come on every week. Come on every time. Um, It's it's a common thing I see on social media, actually, in a lot of the Facebook groups that people who follow Lesfic. There's a lot of older women who read the books bemoaning the fact that that none of the books are about their age group. Mm. Um, And it made... It certainly made more sense for Tamsin's character. If she's been closeted all this time, she needs to have actually had a fairly extensive career and, you know, been around for a long time. So it made much more sense for her to be in, you know, around the 50 mark. And I just wanted her to have a love interest that was the same age. Um, And it was really lovely writing that age bracket because, you you know, at that age, you have lived a little. You've got a few experiences um, that someone who's 20 won't know about. Um, And it was nice to kind of make some references to that and give it a bit of realism as a result, you know? I can imagine. You can have a bit of fun with it as well. Oh, yeah. Because we do all get a little bit... There was a few creaky knees and stuff, you know. (laughs) (laughs) A few, oh, can't get out. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Don't move too quickly, I'm stuck, you know. (laughs) 
I tell you what, I, I mean, I'm back at the gym again. I had a, a couple of weeks off with everything that's been going on. Honestly, I said to Sam, he's my personal trainer, look, you know, go easy with me. I haven't been doing this for a while. <laughs> he went straight back in the same. No. I absolutely love him and I'm grateful. Yeah. I am grateful he did it because it's good to push yourself. I would never do it. Yeah. But I couldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can believe it. I couldn't yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> Everything hurt. It's yeah. fantastic. I find myself taking lots more supplements now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to heal and repair. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. No, everyone get out and I'll pop the a reference to the book in the show notes. So everyone cool. definitely go buy that. Sounds fabulous. Excellent. Okay. Uh, what's the last photo you took on your phone? What's in your photo stream? The last photo I took was of Le Havre, where we were on holiday, um, as we walked back from the England-Argentina match on Friday night. Um, we walked back through the centre of town and it was all lit up, beautiful monuments and stuff. And I took a photo of that. That's the last, yeah. And then finally, what is your most used emoji? Uh, the grinning one when you look like a Cheshire cat. I use oh, that nice. all the yeah. time because that's just when <laughs> I when I do a grin at someone, I I mean, I'll do it. Obviously, the, the listeners can't see this, but you can see yeah. it. <laughs> it's a Wallace and Gromit yeah, smile. Exactly. Yeah. Or I might have to screenshot you when we're done here and put that on the bottom. That is priceless. Yeah, I use that all the time. It's kind of like my trademark emoji. So I yeah. love that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my most one is the the smiling, la- cry, smiling, laughing, crying yeah, face. Yeah. Whatever you want. I to use call that it, one yeah. quite a bit as well. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You gotta laugh. Yeah. Okay. So since this is a seize the day theme, yeah. What would you now say to any of the listeners? You, you know, you've got some great seize the day moments yourself. You've taken the you know the bull by the horns. You've gone forward in life in areas which potentially sometimes even from the writing to being in Germany what would you say to anybody who's looking to start out on their own or do something out of their comfort zone even write a book for them to get out there and just do it what, what, what would you be your advice yeah I think I was thinking about this after you I mean you obviously sent me this question in advance and I sat thinking about it yesterday I think the main thing there's kind of two or three things that I'd say one is don't be scared you know, actually, an awful lot of things are possible if you just give them a go. Yeah, fear is the biggest thing that can hold you back from trying anything new, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. I mean, I've done a big thing. I've moved to a new country. Um, but that brings me on to my second point. I had a lot of help with that. I had a lot of people rallying around to make sure that that transition from the UK to Germany was as seamless as possible. So don't be afraid to ask for help whatever it is that you want to do, reach out to people. The people in your life who really care about you will fall over themselves to help you with something that that, if it's that important to you, they'll recognise that and they will help you. And so don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, actually, that thing I said I could do on my own, I don't think I can. Could you help me with that? And you'll find everybody will be like, yeah, what? when do you need me? Why? When? How? You know? And that's what I found in, the, in this big move. Um, everyone was really keen to help make my new dream a reality I love that and that's I mean that is so true as well folk often don't feel that they should or could ask people for help exactly it's an innate thing we don't feel that we should be able to be able to deliver and do it on our own but actually sometimes you need to you know lean on somebody a little bit or seek guidance from somebody else who's either done it or perhaps might have more experience, and it is okay to ask. It's really good to ask, and people want to help. Yeah, it's also okay to fail. 
this is something our society yeah. is not very good at letting us do. Mm. It is totally okay to try something and it not work. Yeah. yeah? It's okay to just fight against that pressure from society to be perfect all the time, to be sitting in some kind of mold of how that the society perceives you to be. I mean, let's face it, you know, I'm a lesbian. I came out. That's a massive seize the day moment to actually step out of the comfort zone of the heteronormative society and say, no, do you know what? I'm actually a little bit different from that. And I'm going to live my life true to that. You know, I, I thought of a quote this morning and it's not, I don't even know if it's a real quote. I, it came from the Baz Luhrmann film, Strictly Ballroom, which is the one about okay. all the dancing. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, if anybody's seen it. There's a quote that's quoted in there by uh, the, the character who has Spanish descent or Latin, Latino descent. And it's, it's something like, a life half lived is half a life. Ooh, okay, I like that. Yeah? You've only got one shot at this. Unfortunately, we only get one go. So why would you live your life doing what everybody else thinks you should do? and trying to conform to a whole load of stuff that society places on you. If you really want to do something, do whatever you can to try and make it happen because it's your only chance. Yeah. You should fill your life with things that you really want to do as far as possible. I know there are some limits on that for a lot of people, but just try. Don't sit there going, oh, well, I can't because da 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 Yeah, you probably can. And certainly you can if you start asking around. Yeah, and this goes back to your other point as well, and I've touched on it in some of my other shows, it's the fear factor. We often disguise the fear in other excuses as to why we shouldn't do something to, you know, give ourselves blockers so we don't have to actually go into that uncomfortable place and go and do it. And you know what? On the one hand, sometimes that's fine. That If that's what you need to survive, cope, be happy, then great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you've got a burning ambition to try something... Don't sit there going, oh, well, I'll do it in five years or 10 years or, you know, you could get run over by a bus tomorrow. So there's never the right time. Just get on and do yeah. you, you just now yeah. it's immediate. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, some things, some things will need some planning. Some things will need some money. Some things will need some support. But yeah, if you if you actually decide I'm going to go for it and you, you start putting out the feelers for that and you start asking all the right questions, you'd be amazed what falls in your lap and what sudden breaks you'll get you know like the universe will listen to you that sounds really kind of like out there but oh no I love it Angela I love it it really will it really will you know if you if you set things in motion you'll be amazed at how quickly they can progress I did I went on a a workshop last year and in fact one of the things that the lady who was hosting the workshop Sam Collins said and, and touching on your point if we have had this protection around ourselves to prevent ourselves from moving forward for whatever reason we need to acknowledge it, much like you said, say thanks to ourselves and thanks to that protection at that time for why it was there yeah. and why we've, but then kind of, I don't need you anymore. I can now move forward and get on and, and, and just make that step. Exactly. Because it's there for a reason. You've protected yourself for whatever's gone on in the past, perhaps maybe, or even, and it's now time you can, you know, just yeah. go for it. Yeah, completely. Which is lovely. Ah, oh, I like that a lot. This has been delicious. It has. Well, Thank you very well, much. No, my absolutely my pleasure. Where can everybody find you, Angela? <laughs> You've got a new looking shop. website, have you as well? Yeah, I'm I just the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I get around. Uh, <laughs> I've just revamped my website. 
Um, so you can find me www.albrookswriter.com. Um, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. I love interacting with people on Twitter. So if you want to find me there, it's albrookswriter1, the number one. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, albrooks. I'm on Instagram. If you want to see a bit more from my kind of, that's more about uh, my life in Germany now. I'm posting stuff from you know, photos from Frankfurt and travels that I've done and new experiences I'm having in Germany um, on Instagram. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So I do a little bit of book stuff there, but it's more personal. Um, that's Angela Brooks underscore 15, as in one five. And I'm also on BookBub now, if you want to follow me there to get all the news about my latest releases and stuff like that. So look for A.L. Brooks on BookBub. What's BookBub? Sorry, forgive me. What okay. should I know? <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure myself. Don't tell anybody. Oh. But <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big website with lots of authors and all their books. And if you follow Love an it, author, okay. you get notifications of their releases, any giveaways okay. they might be doing on BookBub. Um, yeah, it's a great way. To, and you, I use it. Um, I'm doing a weekly recommendation of a book to anybody who follows okay. me. So um, oh, you get an idea okay. about what I'm reading and what I think is a good book. So it's a way to interact. Nice. I like it a lot. Thank you so much again, Angela. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And thanks everybody for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Villasnell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.